Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, friends, 
This is Force Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. I'm Ken Knapsack. That's Joseph Scrimshaw. It is. That's Jennifer Lenda. It is I. <laughs> it is. I am an is. I am an is. I am an is. We are a we, and we are here with you all to talk about... <laughs> Drunk Dr. Seuss. <laughs> meets a... Meets a Lazy, tired Yoda. No, uh, we're here to talk about Galaxy of Adventures. Uh, and we, we had another big, let's be, we won't say what it is. We had like another thing we we're going to dive into yeah. today. And then this thing broke last week. And we, we, all term, you know, we talk about the value of passing on Star Wars to the next generation. Uh, Jennifer represents the parents here. Uh, Joseph and I represent the children here. Uh, we're going to dive into these new dubious shorts. uncles. Yeah, yeah dubious. <laughs> and uh, shorts on Star Wars Kids, the new YouTube channel. That is where we're going to go today. But I do want to remind you, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audio book download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iphone android kindle or mp3 player a little bit later we'll have our force center recommend something we think you should check out uh, as always we'd like to check in with our star wars adventures in life in general and and jen's been moving into her new jabba's palace there uh mm-hmm. tatooine mm-hmm. uh you, 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 the sarlacc uh, the rancor uh, cage in <laughs> yet or uh, no no jabba's palace is set up in the kitchen my daughter loves the lando <laughs> action figure with the skip you know his skip oh, guard yeah. outfit oh. Surprise, rise, Lando Calrissian in disguise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, I've been finding him everywhere, like her bed and like her little camper that she has for her dolls. So it's so funny what they gravitate towards. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You never know. You never know with kids. Never know these kids. Uh, And, uh, uh, Joseph, you had your comedy show. I saw I the did. pictures. I was I out that yeah. night. A yeah. Very, yeah, very fun comedy show. Got more of those uh, coming up. But uh, my big Star Wars adventure uh, for the week was making time for Battlefront since uh, Obi-Wan oh, debuted and yeah. that uh, new Geonosis level. Did you get a chance to play I it all, Ken? I did. I put down Red Dead Redemption for about an hour, <laughs> forced myself, and was glad I did. I think the Geonosis uh, map, I, I don't want to step on your lead, but I think no. it's the best map they've come up with yet absolutely yeah it's just it's beautiful it's definitely uh, a wander around and look at things uh and tactically really really cool uh, in what you're trying to do yeah yeah it's intense too like it's it's a multi-step to battle that yeah. i really like yeah they really switch it up so it's not just run here and shoot these people in this exotic location but yeah. actual <laughs> tactics so that was uh, really really great i didn't get to play that as much as i wanted because yeah. i was playing the heroes versus villains right and trying to play obi-wan but the actual game right now is can you hit continue fast enough and tab over to obi-wan before, <laughs> before any of the other players that you're playing with did you have a chance to do grievous yet then oh yeah yeah i played, yeah. I played okay. grievous a little a little while back okay and, yeah okay. i, love I haven't his, had a chance uh, for that yeah. yeah yeah and he's got a new thing that he says that he now says all the time it yeah. might have been there before but uh grievous is something like your screams are music to my audio receptors <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i got to fight against him and it's kind of intimidating as a clone trooper, you're sitting there all of a sudden, like four lightsabers and a <laughs> like, whoa, oh, whoa, yeah. yeah. The scuttle's pretty awesome. It's yes. really nice to get all the good guys uh, lined up and scuttle under all of them and knock them all over. But yeah, yeah. Obi Wan is is great. It's, mm. I want to play him more, but he's uh, he's built to be super defensive, okay. which is really good because right now when you play, everyone just wants to kill Obi Wan. Oh, so no. The two times <laughs> I actually got to play him was like, hello there, oh god, yeah. just, everyone was on him of just like you're you're going down, Obi Wan. Uh, but it's great because. So, uh, it's um, amazing to hear our friend James Arnold Taylor yeah. doing the voice. 
lots of great Obi-Wan grunts. I mean, that's really, yep. I was like, damn, James, that's some, <laughs> some, <laughs> some uh, uh, it's really, really good grunting. Uh, absolute favorite is he just keeps saying uh, parts of the Jedi code. Really? Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, there's no death. There's the, fo- ah, and gets killed. Oh my God. That would be Obi-Wan in battle. <laughs> Remember your code. Remember yeah. your code. Yeah. The, I think my other favorite thing was a, it was fighting Boba Fett and they all have those character specific ones. Yes. And I can't remember what the exact line is, but he moans about fighting someone with a jetpack. Oh, wonderful. And a jetpack. Deep cut. Well, not deep. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I had a lot of fun. And we'll, and we'll dive back in. Yeah. It, it was enough yeah. to where I was like, all right, I can put down the cowboy hat for a little bit <laughs> and do that again. Uh, for me, my adventures, I went to my comic shop and I caught up. I caught up on Star Wars comics. We can talk about that. Just often. buying or reading as well. Buying and reading. Wow. The the Vader twenty three and twenty four that everyone's talking about. I got thoughts All that right. I might need an appointment with Doctor Scrimshot, Star Wars counseling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's different. But while I was there, I turned and their Funko Pops were on sale, and I haven't bought Uh-oh. Funko Pops in a long time. But oh boy, five dollar Funko Pops. Do I hear your closet door creaking <laughs> and under the pressure of I, Funko Pops? I got. Combat Poncho Leia on the speeder bike. Nice. I got a Porg finally. And then over here I got Kira because I I didn't realize the pop was Kira on, uh, you know, uh, Kessel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that stuff. And uh, next to now I got it next to my Daenerys. So we got (laughs) a world of Amelia Clark and Funko Pop. And I I have stopped, as you guys know, stopped buying Funko Pops. Yeah. And then I I suddenly was like, oh, I I have to. The Leia Leia one I need. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. And then it was like. But I also need that one. But I need that one. And there was a Han one. And there was a Beck that it, it comes back in. <laughs> so uh, that is uh, what we've been up to. Uh, being Star Wars fans on and off air. And watching Star Wars. It's our resistance check-in. Our Star Wars resistance check-in. Which I think has become a valuable little segment. Because this show, every week, seems to drop one little fun morsel that I want to dive into. Yeah. Uh, this week was, what is it, Sh- Secrets and Holograms? Yeah. Yes, was the episode title. Hmm. Yeah. Nah. Really focused on Toradoza. Yeah. Uh, got mm. to spend a lot, lot of time with her. Yeah, Jennifer, this is the next one you should yeah. watch after the uh, the one with the all the monkey lizards. Right, Because mm-hmm. right. this one is really up your alley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, really good. And so overall, what, what, what did you come down on? You like this episode? Like a lot? Everyone yeah. gets better as they start to use all the pieces they've built. All the characters ah, yeah. that seem like, oh, that's a one-off character. No, that's important. And mm-hmm. really doling out the spy and first order story gets better and better. And we finally heard Griff talk. <laughs> yeah, one line of Griff. Oh. One line of Griff. And he was gruff, as hey, we expected Griff to be. Griff, gruff. Uh, and then this big piece of information... Spoiler alert for, yeah. I mean, it's not Ooga. like, a, it's, yeah, it's not like a huge, like, you know, yeah. Ray's parents were revealed. <laughs> um, maybe, I don't know if we have exact confirmation. Uh, I will admit to at one point looking down on my phone and getting lost in an email. Uh, <laughs> Doza, yeah. part of the Empire. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was fully confirmed on some behind the scenes uh, okay. video I saw. Yes. He was, he was a part of the Empire. Ooh. Yeah. He's just got a closet with an old Imperial costume in it that Kaz yeah. discovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And they just continue to kill it on the graphics and the little details. Tora, it was introduced that Tora has this little pet uh, that is very much like a little uh, round, bubbly space chihuahua. Uh, yeah. It is named Buggles, and it's a oh, Vorpak. Buggles. Buggles the Vorpak. 
I saw that online. People were talking about Buggles. Yeah. Buggles made an impression yes. in, a, in a good way. Oh. A well-animated, happy little creature. Just so awesome. Including a, a hall room bathroom accident that was really actually funny. Actually funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, a pee-pee poo-poo joke yeah. that was actually damn funny. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah that, that droid was a, gosh, 40? Yeah. 40. 40 M-I-N, I Yeah. Uh, really funny. Really, just played really well. Good yeah. beat. Good beat. And then, honestly, one of the biggest things for me is the most blatant, I think, use of video games in Star Wars. Like, they've certainly been oh, yeah. mentioned, referenced, but it starts with uh, Tora being lonely and playing uh, Flight Simulator Squadron. Ah. And it's just, to- it's got classic video game noises. The graphics look a little like the original kind of arcade games, but it's so, yeah. like... The video game, those kind of games are mentioned, uh, you know, in lots of different places. So it was cool to see them on screen. That's yeah, it neat. really was. Fun episode. Uh, they, these episodes move. Even th- when they start, they always kind of, you know, they start a little lighter and there's some comedy and everything. They're, but they're always moving and they're always, they look gorgeous. They always. Yeah. Just, there's something I look, there's one app time every episode I look up and go, wow, I can't believe that is, uh, that's in a car- cartoon? Yeah. Mm. If I, kid, as a kid, I would have loved that in the 80s. So going really good. Uh, Star Wars Resistance. Uh, we got the full season. Well, we'll do a big recap and all the things we learned uh, when the season wraps up, if you guys want it, because I know a lot of you, especially over on the Discord server, which you can get to through our Patreon page, you guys uh, talk about Resistance a lot. So that's good. So Jennifer is here, though, with the Star Wars news. We actually, we got some stuff. We have some news. Ah, in Spy News, Deadline is reporting that Stephen Schiff is executive producing and show running the upcoming Cassian Andor series on the Disney streaming service. Schiff executive produced FX's The Americans, so he's clearly well-versed in the world of espionage. Another interesting tidbit in this report is that Jared Bush, who wrote Moana and Zootopia, originated, quotes, the Cassian Andor project and wrote a pilot script in what they call a show Bible. Did you guys know that Jared Bush wrote this and basically mm. it sounds like pitched this project? No, this was like the best piece of information because yeah. I think it kind of confirms what uh, both you and Ken were speculating is that there were very quiet pitch sessions yep. for uh, anybody. Because, I mean, Jared Bush clearly has an amazing accomplishment, but just Mm. kind of a couple big credits. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he is a John Favreau. No, no disrespect to him. Talent has, doesn't have anything to do necessarily with success sometimes. Right. Uh, (laughs) uh, But the other thing I thought was super interesting about him, because I wanted to know more about Jared Bush. He jumped on the Zootopia project when it was not a cop movie yet. It was a spy movie. Oh, because his father and grandfather were both in the CIA. Oh, so that that and the Stephen Schiff from Americans is super confirmation that this is yep. all spy. That's awesome. This Which, is James Bond in space stuff love, happening here. Which mm. I love. I just caught up between the comics. I, I didn't realize they had an origin James Bond comic. Out. Oh yeah, Ooh, we can talk about that in our uh, Bond Center podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt me. And here we go. Uh, let's do the spotlight on him, Jennifer. Joseph Scrimshaw, what a prediction. This is what you wanted. I'm thrilled. Yeah, I, I was kind of pitching the creators of yeah. Americans, Joe Weisberg and Joel Fields, but I'm thrilled mm-hmm. that somebody uh, from the Americans is tackling this because I think it is a great model for a Star Wars show. Right. Probably not as much blatant sex, I think, on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Probably won't see Cassian being uh, betrayed in bed by an evil <laughs> Twilight lady, uh, but... You never know. You yeah. never know. Maybe it will be implied. Uh, we did say Disney Plus butts, so uh, yes. we will see. Uh, yeah, and Stephen Schiff's been with the show since t- season two, and you know, in the weird Hollywood parlance, he's been a writer, but 
Mm. As writers climb, they get the title of executive producer. Right. So he's a creative force. Mm -hmm. I think that's shaping up to be something interesting. I mean, I, 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 I keep saying, I think I'm more excited for this than some of the other TV projects coming out. And I, I don't know anything about it other than what we're getting here, which is also, by the way, really refreshing. In this day and age of scoops, rumors, set photos, things we hear around town, this one has just come out of left field, and I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, really exciting. So uh, the Hollywood Reporter is breaking more casting news. Veteran actor Nick Nolte has joined the cast of The Mandalorian. Nolte joins actors Pedro Pascal and Gina Carano. And who knows who else? Uh, we don't know yet. According to The Hollywood Reporter, The Mandalorian is supposedly heavy on visual effects, costumes, and makeup, which will allow actors to come and go, and in some cases, be cast later in the production process than usual. Do you guys think that there is a reason why these casting announcements are breaking in traditional places? Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, as opposed to like the big StarWars.com, mm -hmm. hey, you know, like fanfare. I have no idea why StarWars.com doesn't want to get ahead of this or Star Wars in general. Because, again, like we talked about last week, I believe these reports, but it makes me mad every time I see the word casted, cast and confirmed. Because right. it's it's not. It's cast mm -hmm. and confirmed when the company says. Right. These are great reports that are probably true. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I don't understand why yeah. why they're not. It's it's I was I was thinking about that this morning while contemplating my breakfast bar, uh, <laughs> uh, how I'm going to enjoy it. Um, like this this is something that's filming. It's ongoing. We see set photos. We see the Russo brothers visiting Tico Itd and so, and that kind of explains that that by now you think you'd know who's in this show, and even if they don't announce it or make it official, they being Disney. But that makes some sense if they're like, yeah, we, we're going to do not necessarily voices, but we're going to figure this out later on. Mm. Not for everybody, but that's what that that. Oh, you think it's like vo that basically there's I, people in the suits and, I, and then I, voices. I, I don't know specifically, but it's like we know that picture of the Mandalorian wasn't Pedro Pascal. If that's right. who he's even playing again, we don't know. Yeah. Right. Going to Joseph's point there. But uh, I had heard the Nolte rumor maybe three or four weeks ago, but it, uh, that would make he's not on set, you know. Right. So. So, I, and I'm intrigued. <laughs> this is yeah, like I mean, it, it, it really is that he could be doing a voice and he could just be uh, pantsless in Malibu on a phone <laughs> doing some recording. That would not 70% chance that that's actually what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's fascinating mm -hmm. what is actually going on with all of this late casting and maybe that's why disney lucasfilm isn't on top of it because maybe mm. john favreau is still like i don't know maybe next tuesday i'm gonna call up <laughs> you know i don't know i'm gonna call up gary Busey and see yeah. if he wants oh, to get in on i mean we got because we got carl, carl weathers is in it i'm putting quotation marks around yeah. in it yeah you know uh, yeah. and so it's like all these weird names and wonderful like, i got love carl weathers uh, just two adults getting a soup on maybe but uh, this is just yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure there's gonna be a stew joke if carl weathers is in it maybe yeah. it just really is it uh pedro pascal is the mandalorian in everyone else's mocap <laughs> oh maybe <laughs> just literally like it is a disney cartoon yes oh Yes. I, yeah, I'm excited. I like Nick Nolte. I loved him in Cape Fear. You know the, the yeah. Oh, yeah. Fear. oh that terrifying. was one of my favorites. I, I, look, he, he's uh, he's crazy pants at times, you know, but <laughs> yes, in, in the most right. charming way at times. But um, I, I I would love him to be like a gruff cantina guy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, still maybe could really be that these. Uh, this is truly this one lone dude going through the galaxy, and so these are not like. Uh, ensemble roles. This is this episode. He meets Nick Nolte in space. And oh. next episode, 
He I, needs Carl Weathers in space. That's I absolutely think if I'm laying money down in, in, in Vegas, that's, I think, the direction I'm, I'm looking at this show now. Yeah. Guest just, star of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not a solid ensemble. It's, Maybe it's, Gina Carano. Yeah. Would, yeah, mm. that makes it, sense. It's like Star Wars Fantasy Island. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah, well, this is interesting because you bring up a good point. So, Avengers: Infinity War directors Joe Russo and Anthony Russo recently visited the set of The Mandalorian, where Taika Waititi was directing an episode. We know this because John Favreau Instagram photo of them all on set. In an interview with Collider, Joe Russo had nothing but praise for John Favreau and the upcoming Star Wars series, saying, "Quote." John is always at the forefront of cutting edge tech, and he is shooting this in a way that no one has ever shot anything before. It's pretty astounding, end quote. Okay, when I think of cutting edge tech, I think of what he did in the Jungle Book, right? Mm, right. CGI, mocap. I think of AR. What, mm. going uh, to your earlier point, what do you think that Joe Russo meant by this comment? Do you really think that there's going to be like a bunch of mocap aliens? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, Yes. Yes. Yes, because there's so much uh, filming clearly going on without the cast locked in clearly. Right. So something has to be going on there. Yeah. Mm. But I'm I'm just trying to scratch my head for like, I mean, the Jungle Book was innovative in that, but it's also green screen and add in stuff later. I'm wondering what twist there is on it. There has to be. Because like, how is it that different than what I think in this article? There's even a picture of the Russo brothers standing with you know uh, Chris Evans as Captain America against a big blue screen. Mm. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's forest. like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't doesn't most big blockbusters do it like this? So I'm so curious to see what the Russo brothers think is so different. Right? Is it, does it have something to do with the storytelling that mm. he can do something really different? Yeah, with what? those elements of technology. You know, he's got the story scribbled down in his Favreau notebook from his childhood and <laughs> his uh, college dorm room notes. And yep. s- yeah, Jungle Book, Lion King. We see what he's doing now. We see right. how he likes to work uh, in that kind of style. So, how does that adapt to a weekly TV show? Combined with how we're getting this casting news, which, which I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, and uh, those Russo brothers know how to take all those special effects and tell a nice, good, entertaining story there. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I, I'm at a loss because it. Do, I think it does mean something. I think it's pretty significant that they're like, oh, this looks, he's doing something different. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Maybe just taking Kenner action figures and <laughs> moving around a stop motion camera. Maybe it's that they're cranking this out, these special effects out, it's so quickly for, for a television mm. show. And I think of, remember the ILM TV division that started? Right. So maybe that's what makes it so cutting edge is that we're going to see these incredible looking creatures and whatnot and they'll have produced it um, on a smaller budget and within a shorter amount of time. Yeah, maybe it is that it's just so lean in terms of like the actual story mm-hmm. that a lot of the filming is the Mandalorian right. walking around and interacting <laughs> with things and it's all been put in later. Wow. Yeah, amazing. Oh, I can't wait. Star I can't wait. Wars. <laughs> Somewhere George Lucas is like with the spotlight on his phone, like oh, I could I could redo the cantina scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was delighted, yeah. Yeah. Getting inspired. Uh, as we know, we are gonna talk today about the new Star Wars series on YouTube called Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures. So of course, as you guessed it, there's new merch to go along with this new show. Hasbro revealed their new toy line, which offers new versions of classic figures available exclusively at Walmart. The first wave of figures in the line will be Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, R2-D2, and Darth Vader. Each three and three quarter inch uh, line will be, uh, oh, they're accompanied with, by an accessory of some kind, as well as a Galaxy of Adventures mini comic, 
and QR code, allowing the opportunity to access online adventures centering around that character. A second wave of figures will follow in spring 2019, featuring Princess Leia, Han Solo, Yoda, and an Imperial Stormtrooper. The first wave is available for pre-order now. What did you think of these new action figures? I missed the part that they're Walmart exclusives, which yeah. bums me out. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I love that they're packaged with the comic book. That's so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that uh, it's uh, all killer, no filler, mm-hmm. in terms of these are all main characters. Because as much as I love the... Like obscure characters and the side characters, it, like Target is plagued now. It's it's yeah. all the few characters that, for whatever different reason, don't move. It is almost all Hux and Rose. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. To still, mm-hmm. um, which is a bummer because a kid wants to be able to go in and get one of the main characters. Right. Uh, so I love that this is all main characters. Mm. So there's not going to be anyone like sitting on the shelves forever. Mm. Right. That was really cool. The all new is not I mean, half half of these look like from the images like the current like current figures. Yeah, that's was, that's <laughs> the last Jedi Yoda mold. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right, it's the R2 D2 most recent mold. Yeah, that's the most recent Hoth Leia mm-hmm. in this line. That is Chewie's body from his solo action figure. <laughs> I which know, is right in front of my television, and I look at every day for many yeah. hours. That's right. the same body. So I have mixed feelings about it. Yeah, it's a uh, repackaging for a new audience, I guess. Right, That's fine. which That's has great. worked because because I actually wanted to kind of be the same because I'm thinking, gosh, I got to get another Vader, huh? <laughs> Don't I? Because I have I just seem to collect three and three quarter <laughs> Vaders more than anything. Um, but it, it, you know, the Forces of Destiny adventure figures uh, or dolls, whatever they call them, uh, that was a great tie-in and something completely different. Mm-hmm. So. Kind of backing up uh, Joseph's point there. I'm, I'm less interested. And again, not for me. We're going to dive into that. This is uh, for a younger audience. But, yeah. you know. But I do like that it is back to basics. Mm. Of, yeah. Like if, if there is a kid who sees Galaxy of Adventures and does want Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader to fight, going to be able to find him. Come with a comic book to encourage you to read. Some of these back to basics things about it are really awesome. Now that yeah. that is the most intriguing thing. It reminds me of He Man, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it goes. Yeah, you're right. That that's that's interesting, and that might be the thing that pulls uh, other collectors pushing the five year olds out of the way. Yeah. to get the toys. Yeah. <laughs> give me that collector book. I think that it was so fascinating about this next generation of of kids is that they really are into packaging. Like there's these videos on YouTube, which my daughter is obsessed with, which, oh, they're just like mindless, of people unboxing stuff. And they're like these little eggs and you open the egg and, oh, look, there's an extra surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know this? Well, yeah, you know those are illegal in uh, America. Oh, yeah, right, right. Those kinder. Kinder eggs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Screen junkies. We had to smuggle some into the country. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. the kids love it. You know, we're like, oh, pull out the slime, and there's a little thing. So when I see this, I'm like, oh, this makes total sense for kids yeah. that they open it up and they have a special little comic and all. Yeah, because they're in this stuff. weird like little silo thing too, yeah, right? And so it they look different. They look fun to unbox on YouTube. Okay, Good point, Joseph. Uh, that's right, because I saw those and was like, I can't hang those on a wall. I'm not interested. <laughs> mm, <laughs> for ah, a kid, they'll be like, yeah. it's in my hand. I, I can, un- okay. I'm going to do unboxing videos where it's just hard for me to unbox action figures and I'll just weep. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> not mint anymore. Those videos get millions of views. Oh, I, I might have to do a Leia one. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> do the Leia one. You should. That oh, figure's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Or center unboxes. So that is the news. That is the news. That is the news. Stuff uh, heating up when we least expect it, which is 
kind of fun. So uh, we're going to dive into our main topic. But first, we want to do our Four Center Recommends, an audiobook on Audible that we think you should try out or see again and hear again for the first time. Uh, it is, Joseph? The Last Jedi novelization. It is out in paperback, and the author, Jason Fry, did a days-long Twitter thread, which interrupted my productivity, oh, because yeah. every time he added, I had to go back up and read what he added. Uh, yes. But yeah, The Last Jedi novelization is great. Lots of tidbits in there, so I say go listen. Absolutely. Uh, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook directly help out the show. And I got to say that, that, yeah, that Jason Fry thread, I, I was right there with you. I was waiting for like, give me more, give me more. He's really insightful. Yeah. And also just insightful to his writing process. My favorite part being like during one moment, he was like circling muttering to himself around his writing room trying to figure <laughs> something out. I was like, ah, that's good. So really insightful. I think Fry is one of the better Star Wars. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Writers out there, but we are going to go on to our main topic today, which is Galaxy of Adventures. That is right. And if you're not uh, even sure, what are you talking about? Uh, The Galaxy of Adventures is a series of very short animated shorts. When they say shorts, they mean shorts. They're about a minute long that are designed to introduce kids to key moments and characters in the Star Wars galaxy. And right now, specifically the Skywalker saga. Plus, uh, there's also these accompanying fun facts videos, which are really amazing, which we already geeked out about before we actually started recording. So we will lose our minds more about those fun fact videos. So I just want to start with uh, the basics with the caveat that these are explicitly intended for kids. Like George Lucas says, hey, Star Wars is all for 12-year-olds. This is for kids. It's on the YouTube channel, Star Wars Kids. (laughs) So I feel like this is one of those topics where like... Just to make that clear. Here is a playground. It is for children. Adults, you may come play here too, but don't complain that the slide is only two feet long and doesn't curve because we told you it was for kids. Five to 12-year-olds. I just want like a... A YouTube video of someone like on a on a slide, like forty five years old, going, "I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It needs a, it's twist. It's got to be twists and it has to be water at the end. It's bullshit." Uh, anyway, yeah, I might have tipped awesome. my hand on my opinions. Yes. That was just supposed to be a caveat intended for kids. Very much with that in mind, mm-hmm. how did we adult fans enjoy them? I went down that slide so fast, and I got up and I clapped and I said, again, again, again. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. A lot of fun. I really enjoyed them. Did you enjoy them, Jennifer? I did enjoy them. I have some criticism. Yeah. But but I'm hopeful. I like what they're doing. I'm excited for the Star Wars YouTube channel. I mean, the YouTube kids. kids. Yeah, Star Wars kids. Kids. I I love that because because it's the perspective you bring, too. Uh, You know, I'm I'm raising a cup of coffee. You're raising... (laughs) Uh, kid, this this is uh, this is interesting. This it is goes exciting. bad for the coffee every time. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't every learn anything. Time. It just gets devoured, <laughs> like you're some ancient Greek godfather yeah. that must devour its young. Anyway, let's talk about any major likes and any major dislikes. Uh, Ken, for you, what was what was the major like? Yeah, the 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 like, which was a bit of a surprise, I because this came out of left field, which was great. We were like, whoa, 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 what's this? And I didn't know what to expect. And I saw like, oh, it's a reimagining of the original trilogy. I thought it was going to be more of like a scene. So when I watched the first one, I was like, is that a trailer? And there was a trailer. But I watched the first one and I was like, I didn't, wait, was that? No. Oh, okay, this is it. And then I loved it. It is 
there's energy, momentum. I like the look of it, and it is kind of like an advertisement of of the Star Wars universe for Absolutely. the youngsters. And and that is even more exciting and more valuable to me than a we're going to redo a scene from A New Hope or something like that in this style and tailor it to kids. Though there is some of that stuff to it, of course. But overall, I was like, oh, this is fast. It moves fast. And, you know, I, I think that's what we need now for the, this generation of kids coming up. Yeah. You know? And what did you dislike? Um, if I, anything. I think it might have been how, I guess, and the flip side is how short it is, only maybe because that's, I'm on that slide wanting more and more and more, you know, yeah. maybe uh, I'll see how it unfolds. You know, it, it, how, does it get any deeper? Does it need to get any deeper? Can it get deeper for a three or five year old? I don't think so. Yeah. Seven year old, maybe. Because I'm thinking if I'm seven, when I when I saw Jedi, Return of the Jedi was seven and eight, like I would have been, you know, I, I would have wanted something a little bit more too, but that's also a different time. But yeah, it's a different, yeah. different but time. But overall, it's, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, cool. Um, Jennifer, what were your major likes and dislikes? I love the animation style. I think it's very fresh. It's very energetic. Um, it's 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 cinematic in some ways, and so I, I really enjoyed that. I love that it is a retelling of the movies. Uh, we get to hear the actual audio clips from the films. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, and I also loved uh, Dante Bosco's uh, narration. He brings a youthfulness and an energy that makes it exciting and and I found it very captivating as as an adult. My biggest concern was that I do feel like I really wanted something for my my three and a half year old. There, the the Vader one, uh, where is you know cutting down the rebels, and the Wampa one, I found to be a little bit too scary. Mm. I didn't, I just mm. didn't want to show her. Um, so I think it is more for like five year olds and up. That's mm. where maybe maybe next year when she's four, she okay. might be a little less scared. But the my biggest gripe is where the frack is leia what like i know she's coming i get it but give give me leia at the forefront my daughter was so disappointed mm. it really i mean i i was like it broke my heart she was like i watched the one with r2 and and uh 3po she's like leia and then she said where did leia go mm. i went uh, she'll she'll be here in spring of 2019, <laughs> and so it's like you know there's just too much other content out there where she can see Moana, she can see you know Doc McStuffins, whatever, where she gets these great female characters, and so for me it was a big miss, and that they did not release that right away. Yeah, that's my major gripe. That was, uh, that but was, I'm hopeful. That was my major dislike too. I feel like they should have led with Leia. Yeah. Since they had two very Vader-centric ones yeah. that why mm-hmm. not have Leia to really bring in everyone? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think the the major thing I liked is the, I always rattle on about, I think Star Wars has this magic of combining the new and the old. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot new about this that it's for a new generation. It's these shorts. It's on YouTube. It's just these kind of key ideas and not actual narrative, just ideas. Um, and uh, the Dante, Dante, Is Dante, Dante, Dante yeah, Basco, right. like mm-hmm. the style of his voice sounds like uh, this more youthful style. It mm-hmm. doesn't, like it, it doesn't sound like, you know, sort of old serial, uh, you know, voices right. that like as at the beginning of the Clone Wars. So I liked how new and fresh that sounded. So it was clearly inviting people in. But in contrast to that, it, the style and spirit of this was clearly people really reaching back and going in 1977, what ignited people's imaginations mm. is mm-hmm. a kid with a dream and then he gets this fascinating weapon called a lightsaber and i love that it then almost kind of goes into luke's imagination 
Like that's not yeah, yeah, when yeah. He, he picks up the lightsaber and he's, you know, blown yeah. away by it. Yeah. And then he sort of dances with it, with the idea of it, just like yeah. kids would. Right. And then you get the kind of the, the counterbalance of the the scary Vader of like you you can imagine yourself as Luke and you can be scared of Vader and it's just so old. It's so ancient. It's so what it was powerful about the original Star Wars repackaged for kids right now in 2018. Mm. Yeah, I love that moment with Luke kind of getting the, getting the saber and just kind of whoosh, gone gone to an imaginary plane. He goes full mind. Star yeah. Wars kid yeah, immediately. He yeah, he yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. It's so great. Uh, all right, so I wanted uh, uh, also to ask, how do you ever feel about, since these are short, about whole original films being redone in this style? Did it make you want that? Or does it? did it make you feel like, this is a fun way to use old audio and move some audio around to... Have little vignettes. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind that if it was like mid form. I don't know if this you know short form. If you're like three five minutes, if you get like a ten minute, fifteen minute, I don't know. Uh, You know where it's just like, hey, here's a new hope, and it kind of goes through. Yeah, I don't know if you know. I don't. I don't know if that's what you you meant. Like a full two hour version of this? No, I don't know. Maybe, but uh, um, uh, I think of uh, the YouTube channel Oversimplified, which is you know World War Two Oversimplified, and it's just this. Very entertaining, funny at times, but just a 13-minute recap of World War II, where for oh, me, wow. as a history buff, but also just like, okay, okay, yeah, that, got it. You know, I need to kind of, you know, refresh my mind of what happened, everything. Like, if they had that for, like, Star Wars. Oh, yeah, maybe they would build to that if they yeah. kind of want people to grow up with this, maybe. You yeah. Know, two years from now, there'll be the 15-minute telling of A New Hope. Right, something mm. like that could be interesting. Yeah, too. that'd be fascinating. How would you feel about that, Jennifer? Uh, it's an interesting idea. I, I've gotten used to this short the short form type of way of consuming content, it's really fascinating because the way that we set it up is that like my daughter is obsessed with the Disney Tsum Tsum. Thank you everyone who corrected me. The Disney <laughs> Tsum Tsums. Uh, and the way it, they're like literally two minutes long and I set it up and it just goes one after another and she mm-hmm. watches all six of them and then she's like, let's watch it again. I don't know why kids like watching it like that, but I think it's kind of the same idea here. They have their playlist and they just go through it. And then from if you're like Disney Channel, you can actually put these in between like one TV show into the next. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it takes up that extra little filler time and, and it's kind of like a commercial for your brand in yeah. some sense. So it's, I think it's really, really smart. Kids are consuming things in a different way, but I, I do hope that they do a little bit more long form stuff as well yeah so i wanted to ask you specifically about that jennifer of the <clears throat> they exist on youtube they're short and dynamic do you think is a, is a modern parent that this is the way to get kids hooked um i think i think yeah i do i think that i think that you have to have all different types of content you have to have the short form and you but you also need to have the long form so they can really uh, dive into these stories and these characters. I think that that's how it's, oh, well, it's, mm. a, it's a long story. I'm not going to get into it now. We'll, I'll talk <laughs> yeah. about it later. Well, let me ask you this specifically. <laughs> Do you feel like it is good for young kids to have so much room left to imagine? I mean, there's the whole all taste change. There's attention span. There's, you know, are the movies mm. too long, too slow, whatever, those debates. But I think with these, no matter what, you watch just... Darth Vader walking through a Star Destroyer and looking at everything the Empire has to offer, and then you just can imagine. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's good for kids to be able to have that just, here's just a starting point, now you go imagine. Oh, I see. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because they're going to 
find out more about these characters. There's just so many different ways to learn about these characters and these stories. Yeah. You have the golden books, you have the comics, you have these, these videos, you have the movies, you have Star Wars. I mean, there's just so many different ways that I think that they kind of, Disney has no choice in Lucasfilm, but to tell these specific moments. Moments, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm hoping that they'll be able to fill in other moments like what Forces of Destiny did. That yes. to me is what's really exciting is I think that at some point we kind of have to move away from retelling the same thing over and over again. I'd like to see these characters. What makes Luke Skywalker, you know, in these small moments, what 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 makes him who he is? Mm, you know okay, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, you want mm-hmm. the fresh in sort of insightful content yeah. to the character instead of just revisiting. Yes, that makes exactly. sense. Uh, all right. Mm. Yeah, because I was I was a little surprised that it was. Uh, I'm saying commercial, I don't mean that in a bad way, but a commercial for A New Hope. You know, like, hey, here's Luke, and he's going to go, what do you think is going to happen? So I thought it was going to be more of an original beat. I know, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just had no idea what to expect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I could, you, your point too, Jennifer, about like, you kind of have this con- great content, now you could use it in other spots on TV, Disney mm-hmm. Channel, the Disney app. Um, you know, they're so short they could fit in a lot of places too. And that, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I did want, also want to give a shout out that the animation is by Titmouse, which uh, yeah. is awesome. Titmouse is the animation studio uh, that is creating the uh, upcoming Adult Swim show that I worked on. Uh, oh, so wow. I, yeah. I know a lot of the people at uh, Titmouse, and I think just an amazing, visionary, cool job and style. And clearly they were allowed to be really creative. Yeah. Yeah. They're and follow great. their bliss, uh, animation wise, which is awesome. Follow your bliss. Follow your <laughs> bliss. Uh, so I, I saw a couple people saying this on Twitter and on YouTube because I took the daring adventure of going into the dark cave of the comments. Oh, and saw lots of things. Uh, <laughs> but one idea that I saw many people share is that they liked these in terms of, are these the little fragments of legendary ideas that are mostly accurate but a little idealized that our heroes in the sequel trilogy know. Mm. Like when Ray and Finn are on the Falcon, like, this is the Falcon, you're Han Solo, are like, in their minds, are they picturing that one minute of Han and Chewie escaping from the Empire <laughs> when they think of Luke Skywalker getting his lightsaber? Or they imagine it in this kind of grand, dynamic way, but don't really know any of the details. I, I, I like that idea. I like that concept. Going back to a little bit what you said with leaving room for imagination, I think that's just important in a real-world sense. So, yeah, even if they were to actually frame it a little bit like that, like mm-hmm. here's a Star Wars history book uh, 35 years after the yeah. events of A New Hope. Yeah, that that's actually really interesting, which is why these, this particular style, if it changes, they do different things. Like, I love some of the stuff left blank. That makes That's fun. That's fun to me. Yeah. Like Skywalker? Yeah, right. Uh, you know what I like? I like the idea of actually using Ray and Finn in the shorts themselves. So doing it more like the Spider-Man, the Marvel, I forget what it is it's on the Disney app, where Spider-Man's <laughs> like, oh yeah, that reminds me, he's talking to the audience, he's like, that reminds me of the time that the Wasp and I did blah, 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 blah. I think that would have been really mm. cool if they, if Ray and Finn are just having a conversation like, oh yeah, what about the time that Han Solo and Chewie did blah, 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 blah. And that could be a great way to incorporate these new characters and also like open it up on telling canon things yeah. and also maybe like legend things. Like yeah. who knows what could have happened. Ooh. I think that would have been fun. Yeah. But I think they might, since all of the uh, press releases have said this is to build up partially to oh, right. episode nine to the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. So they're calling it Galaxy of Adventures again and again, but it's super focused on the Skywalker saga. So I think... We're going to get some more content of original than prequels because that's mm. in the trailers. And then I think we're going to catch up to the sequel. I hope so, so I think by December, 
you know, early December 2019, there's going to be some Ray and Finn and Poe. Yay. In this style is my guess. Yeah, that makes sense. That was one of the intriguing things about the thing, uh, the, 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 the announcement. It was like, this is, this is leading up to nine. And it's like, what? We're starting from here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good, which is good. I say that in a good way. Uh, so, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, we're going to train your five-year-old to yeah. demand that you take them to so episode nine, boy. regardless and of your adult feelings about it. Yeah, and <laughs> Galaxy's Edge. Your five- or six-year-old will make you go to episode nine. Uh, so here, here's a big thing for me that I wanted to ask your opinion about. Some of the scenes are much more dynamic and exciting than what's actually in the movies. Uh, and I don't even mean that from a... Um, a taste perspective because everybody has different tastes, but like literally when Luke turns on the lightsaber, his hair is blown back. That obviously <laughs> right. doesn't happen in the film. It is larger. Chewie gets electrocuted and you see his skeleton, right? Like <laughs> it's bigger and uh, more <laughs> dynamic. And even like when R2 escaping, he does like more twists and turns yeah. and then all that. So my, my uh, question is, do you think if kids get hooked on this and then go see like the actual Wampa scene mm. where Luke doesn't do as much dynamic, he doesn't jump out of the way of a big Wampa fist, he doesn't do the cool cut to collapse the cave, he doesn't flip out of the, you know, all that stuff. Will they be like, I, I like the, the cartoon, <laughs> the, movie, the movies, that's not as much happening. Mm. I, think, I think we're going to find out. In a couple of years, <laughs> yeah, uh, right, right. Dead, because I think it's a great point. Because even I, in the Wampa one, was like, "Well, that's not what happens." Um, <laughs> so as I go down that slide, stuck halfway down, and kids, I got some stuff to tell you yeah. about the true Wampa scene. So that is that is that is interesting. That's a great point because yeah, the first time three PO and R two go across the blaster fire, and you're like, "Well, what, what, wait a minute, R 2s not spinning." Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it'll be all right, but yeah, but I, I think it'd be, it, there's going to be some questions. I know I would. Yeah. I know I would. Mm. How do you feel about this, Jennifer? Yeah. I think about this a lot in terms of like movies and how mo- pacing has changed in films and special oh, yeah, effects. Yeah. And, yeah. But you know, there is something about a true classic. My daughter loved the wizard of Oz. Right. And that's not like some fast paced thing. Uh, I think that like, what they like, what kids like about live action is that it seems so real. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be like these fantastical, like hair raising things because the Wampa is going to seem like a real monster. I mean, if, obviously yeah, okay. if you're older, I, I just think that they're going to be able to, they, it's almost like the animation is like candy. It's like sugary, sweet goodness. But watching a movie live action, it's like you're becoming immersed. You are becoming those characters. Mm. And I feel like that's that's the difference and that's the advantage that live action has over animation. But animation is like, ah, like, yo, mm. cracked out. Give me more, give me more. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I think I, live action will win. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it's going to necessarily, like, destroy the movies. Because, like, even watching the Wampa scene, I'm like, oh, that that's cool. That is a little bit more active. It's cool to see Luke be strategic and cut the opening of the cave closed on the wampa but it can't replace i think even for a kid like seeing mark hamill's face as he yes. remembers yeah. to concentrate and seeing that lightsaber shake like those those more human moments as you're saying i think we're always going to survive and then the other mm-hmm. part of it is even if it did make a whole generation go i like the wampa scene better in the cartoon they still like star wars yeah. it's right. fine yeah, right. exactly things change times change mm-hmm. perceptions change i remember a, a good friend of mine who loves video games that i loves James Bond, 
those are probably the things he loves the most in the world. I could never get him to play Goldeneye because he's like, they have those cube faces. <laughs> I don't play cube faces. Like, oh all right, gosh, well, you're lost then. You're lost. Uh, yeah. You're lost. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, so another thing in the same sort of a vein is that there is some retconning, some slight moments of retconning to make things make more sense almost in a, a pedantic adult way. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we have that cool one where R2 and 3PO are escaping. Right. They're more action with the the uh, the dodging the, la- the laser bolts. But then we have Vader walking down the hallway of the, the Tanta V4 and igniting his saber, which for me is like, that's great. It makes mm. so much sense. <laughs> because you could just say, we got some scenes that cut away in A New Hope. Yeah. Maybe he's doing that because in modern canon, he probably should be. Yeah. How do you feel about the the retconning for a new generation? I mean, I like that. I like it. It's uh, I, I, it's just what you said. It's like how, we we know from point A to point C. Where did Vader go for point B? All right, he's down the hall. Yeah. Menacing. And I had, it's. It, I've had people. I liked Rogue One, except for I just can't. That's not the same Vader that shows up at New Hope. And I'm yeah. like, well, he's tired. <laughs> you know, he just killed a lot of people and he's tired. Right. So, yeah, putting it out there, it's, it's fun. And it's just, it's, uh, I actually really like that image of just Vader going down the hall, stalking down the hall. Ooh. Yeah, and you just hear the scream around the corner. Yeah. It's pretty Ooh, damn, pretty boy. damn good, yeah. Yeah. How, how do you feel about the retconning, Jennifer? I like it. I think it gives him more room to play and to tell a, to tell a good story and to make it more visually, like, dynamic and frightening. I was like, mm. okay, all right, well, I think this <laughs> <laughs> Turn this off. Turn this off. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I I like it. I hope mm. that they do more of that. I hope that they just really kind of push the envelope. Even I don't want it to be like truly, truly canon. I don't want them to feel kind yeah. of like oh, hampered down yeah, by that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think that they just have to tell tell it in the best way possible. That's fun for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I don't even mean it in a pedantic way. Like they've now made it canon that Vader did use his right, lightsaber right. on the yeah, no. before. I'm but talking it, to the YouTuber comments oh, yeah. out there. <laughs> um, I mean, they could at some point, but I think I. I I really like that idea that things evolve. No one believed in this when they were on set shooting this in the mid seventies. And there's no reason right. for George Lucas to think we really need Vader to ignite his saber because like, but now as we've told the stories about what a badass he is, mm. it makes sense that he would. So I kind of like being able to be malleable with that of mm. like acknowledging that this character has evolved since when it was shot in the mid seventies. Right. Yeah. The, rea- the, the realities of the time. Yeah, so that, that it's exciting to me, and I hope hope to see more of that little retconning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Jennifer, you mentioned this. One of the shorts is basically the Vader hallway death scene from Rogue One. It is, yeah. Which, oh when this gosh. was announced, I didn't think that's like, well, what, a, what do the kids need to see? <laughs> Murder. <laughs> and lots of, and like, it's it's done carefully, so yeah. it's not, he's cutting people's blasters apart. He doesn't do the shove to the ceiling and cut the gut uh, move that he does in the actual film. Cut the gut. But how do you, how do you feel about it in, <laughs> It, in general, you said it was too scary. Well, I, I, I felt like, okay, whoa, this is, this is frightening for, not for me, but I was just like, hmm, envisioning my three and a half year old watching it. So I did not show it to her. However, there's these cartoons nowadays are a little bit scarier. Hmm. And I know that like when she gets really angry, you know, like she'll, I'll see her playing with her toys, like her little dinosaurs and like, you know, <laughs> they're hitting each other and whatnot. <laughs> I think that there could be something kind of, cathartic in watching this but I don't feel comfortable showing it to her just yet I think that she also is a little scared of Darth Vader now she's developed this weird like 
interfere with him. As she should. Yeah, like I was never, well, no, that's not true. I was scared of him. So I don't want to go down that road, down that hallway, just <laughs> no. yet. Uh, Fair enough. But things are scarier for kids. In no, general? In general. Yeah, yeah, yep. well, yeah. in general. How do you feel about it, Ken? I, a dubious uncle like myself. Yeah, I was... Um, you have that. I have two reactions. I saw it and was like, "Oh, that's cool." Then, yeah. Then, like, well, well, wait a minute. What is this? You know, for that, I, I, I you know, uh, Harloff is, you know, his daughter is six or seven loves Star Wars, and they had to kind of step off the gas pedal because they were like, "What do we?" There's some concepts that she doesn't fully understand, and it just boils down to violence or mm-hmm. swinging a lightsaber. So we want to in, introduce that carefully to her. Yeah. Yes. And I and I do think that's a concern, but it's it's done. You can tell it's done in a way to you know. You know, cut the gut is is not is not there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I it was I I actually really thought it was the 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 most beautiful little sequence of the that episode. Yeah. When he the, stares out at the fleet, I actually really liked that moment because it almost has nothing to do other than you can assume that's you know blockade runner. It's almost nothing to do with a new hope. It's just like where, where's that moment in, in, in a new hope? So I, I liked. I like what it did with it. I I don't know if it, was, it was as valuable as the other pieces. Mm. Going to the fact, yeah, because there's those two right. later ones. There's the the death hallway, and yeah. then the one where he just I think it's called the Might of the Empire. Oh, where that, he just yeah, 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 yeah. So you're right, you're right. Yeah, I, I've combined them in my brain. Then mm. yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and not having led everything like so, it's a little bit of a repeat of the beat for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just always, always so fascinated by Star Wars. Does seem to have a power where. Uh, they ease parents' minds of Star Wars being this safe place to explore scary things mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. in other media. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and in general, I think that's a good thing. Uh, and that, that Vader death hallway might be a little bit too scary for some kids, but I like the idea that it can open up conversations about why he is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, that's better than like growing up with He-Man where they did not allow violence in He-Man defeated his uh, foes by throwing them in mud. And even as a kid, I was like, don't sell me this bill of goods. (laughs) I know that's not how conflict works in the real world. Come on. Mud throwing and song song and dance. (laughs) Song throwing, mud and dance. Don't get me wrong, I like He-Man. But uh, So the the Galaxy of Adventures title is kind of a mantra. They say it again and again. It is almost like a used car salesman. Like how many, if I say good deal 57 times, you'll just go walk away going, good deal, good deal, good deal. And I felt that way, like Galaxy of Adventures, Galaxy Galaxy of Adventures. There's a whole Galaxy of Adventures. It's not just this. There are more adventures to have. Mm. Um, So it's summarizing right now the Skywalker saga, but with that emphasis on Galaxy, Galaxy of Adventures, do you think they're really building up to selling not only more of these stories that aren't uh, focused on the Skywalker saga, but really teeing everything up years in advance to say episode nine is done, but the Skywalker saga is just the beginning of a whole galaxy of adventures? Mm. I hope they do that. I, I I would love to see, you know, Jin or or Lando or uh, you know from from Solo era Lando yeah. or or. Uh, obviously, going to the prequels and Padme and that kind of stuff, I would just love it. It'd, it'd be I, I almost like was like, give me, show me, show me, show me this character, like, show me that <laughs> yeah, character. Right. I, I really enjoyed the style, so I'd like to see it keep going that way. Yeah, but beyond even this series, yeah, the, just the idea that when Episode Nine wraps, because they have mm-hmm, been, it's mm-hmm. been a, in a couple press releases, and I think they're only going right. to put put their foot on the gas of this is the end of the Skywalker saga. I feel like this idea of Galaxy of Adventures is really setting us up for, 
And now the Skywalker Saga is one story, but we go over to Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Gotcha. And this is the, you know, uh, Sea Hopper <laughs> Saga. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it'll scoop. be something better. Hot scoop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, that's a great, uh, yeah. Then they've created a great marketing campaign for themselves. Yeah. A, a great uh, indoctrination for the, the, the story. But then, then those stories become very important to us. Because we're going to be like, well, yeah, well, we want to know more about Sea Hopper. So, yeah. So then, then that slide does get clogged with more adults. So, <laughs> yeah. but yes, I think they've they've created for themselves a good. I mean, look, it looks like they're going all in on Star Wars kids. I mean, yeah, this yeah. isn't just like we're tossing it up here after Rebels Recon or something like that. This is this is a thing. This yeah. is a thing. So I I think absolutely. I think it's a great kind of convention to, to introduce this yeah. to everyone else. Jennifer, how, how would you feel about that idea if this really is a, in some ways, a last hurrah for the Skywalkers and they're really trying to get young kids in the mindset of this is only one of the stories in a galaxy of adventures, but go over here for this other totally unrelated story. So would they not, they wouldn't use like voice clips from, because it would, I mean, we haven't seen Ryan Johnson's trilogy. So like totally new, same idea, but like voice actors to voice it, or is that yeah, what you're thinking? I, no, I, I, I think I'm thinking of literally of this galaxy of yeah. adventures, but also in the much broader sense mm. of everything Star Wars from day one has started with Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader. They are the right. heroes of Star Wars. And I right. feel like this is trying to set up by saying galaxy of adventures again, again and again, that that's one story. Oh, that the yeah. whole Skywalker story, oh. episode one through nine is one story. But here's now over here is now this equally important story. And by getting kids in this mindset young, mm-hmm. that they'll help them transition into new sagas. I would like them. I, I like them playing in the field of one through nine, but with different characters, side characters, characters we've never seen before. That to me, I think would be really interesting. So it's a familiar time period for kids where they, you know, they know Tatooine or they know Mustafar or whatever it is, <laughs> right? But we get to see like these little these little alien creatures or other heroes that we didn't know about. I think that that to me would be the most interesting it's it's hard because it's like we're it when i think of like marvel and the superheroes like when you have these superheroes they're not tied down like they have how many years of content right right? so you can literally just plop them into any story and come up with something totally new i do feel like we are kind of stuck with star wars canon so but if you introduce new characters and new creatures and whatnot then that kind of opens things up a little bit okay more. so you your mind's I mean? really really into opening things up and not just rehashing the classics i think so i don't know i'm not quite sure yet yeah if, i think it's a really interesting balancing act right now yeah right if it if it kind of plays out like like you describe it joseph where it's like that's one story and here's sea hoppers saga it will raise a, a generation of Star Wars fans who are free to enjoy the entire galaxy where sometimes, even like me, I'm like, well, no, uh, uh, St- Star Wars mm-hmm. is the story of the rebels and the Empire. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And I get locked into this thing. So even something, a different kind of story opens up. And this with the Vader comic, that's kind of my big issue is like some stuff going on where I was like, I what is this? I go back to the thing I know. Yeah. If that plays out. So the Galaxy Adventures rolls out and now it's the Sea Hopper Saga as we've now it's officially <laughs> coined here on Force Center. Joseph has created the Sea Hopper Saga. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, okay, cool. The Skywalkers are there. The Sea Hoppers are there. Yeah. Great. And they might view it 
with a more sense of just wide-eyed, wide-open to all stories. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's fascinating to me because I think there's a certain point at uh, older generations are just going to be like, Star Wars is the Skywalker saga and this new thing is fine. But if you get kids hooked at five right now, they learn this story, they enjoy it. Right. But the Skywalker saga ended at episode nine when they were seven. Right. Yeah. And now they're on to their Star Wars, mm-hmm. the sea opera saga. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's a lot of us, you know, current adult Star Wars fans who who want, quote, new things and they don't want to, uh, we don't want a casting series. And and I think that's true. I don't want anyone out there listening to think, well, I am open to it. Yeah, you probably are. But also I think once some of this stuff starts rolling out or, you know, even the sequel trilogy, here's some new characters. Well, I don't know. We didn't, we didn't give us more Luke and Han and Leia. You know, it's this weird balance. We're still trapped to it. So yeah. This this could be interesting in that yeah. regard. A fascinating battle. Uh, I, I thought it was really interesting that Lucasfilm has possibly ended this long-standing fan debate about what order to watch things in. Because oh, clearly yeah. they sat down and said, how do we introduce kids to Star Wars? They're clearly, by the, uh, the trailer, going to do the prequels, but they started with the originals. Why do you think they did that? Do you agree with the choice? 100%. Because I think nine times out of ten is, is my answer when we get it. What order you watch it? Start with four. Yeah. Start with New Hope and move on. Because I think then you just kind of get the flow of how, how the story uh, unfolded for the rest of us. And for our, for all the plots and twists and reveals and everything. Yeah, it's diff- watching one through six can have its own little intro. It's a different, but it's a different tale. Yeah, and you can even do the machete order if you don't want to do, right? The, you know, the reveals, right? All that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I, I actually think that uh, there's a reason, and it, and it is kind of the answer. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Oh, Jeffrey? I was so glad. I mean, you have to start with Luke and and his optimism and his hope. If you start with with basically Anakin, well, that gets complicated for a kid who's going to identify with young Anakin right. <laughs> as he as he grows up, and it's like, well, that's that's a complicated thing for me as a parent to talk to her about. Quite frankly, I've decided I'm going to show my daughter Jedi first. And then, oh yeah. Nice. And then depending on how... Landa order. Yeah. And then depending on how it goes, I may go to A New Hope and Empire, or I might actually go to The Phantom Menace. Hmm. I don't know. I'm crazy. Wow. <laughs> I'm crazy. Because she's like, because honestly, she's filled in the gaps with all these other books and all this other content. Hmm. I kind of, I want her to be exposed to it in a way that she's going to get the most enjoyment out of it. And I know she's going to love the Ewoks just like I did as a kid. And that, to me, is I think where where I'm yeah. going. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, no, it makes some makes sense. It's makes not sense. right, but you know. Yeah. No, I think any, I think works. you you're right to do it in the way that you think your daughter is going to enjoy it the most. Yeah, I want her to get into it, and Leia's at the forefront uh, of that, really. You yeah. know, and and so there's so many great great moments in that. Yeah, um, I thought this was just kind of fascinating to that they truly wanted to capture those essential Star Wars feelings mm-hmm. instead of going linear with the story. Um, and obviously New Hope does have a little bit more of that just enthusiasm, good guy, bad guy, whereas obviously the prequels get pretty convoluted, and I so look forward to them trying to boil some of these things down into minute-and-a-half-long little bite-sized bits. Um, I did also want to talk about the the main imagery. The blockade of the Trade Federation brought it... Trade routes and taxation. Yeah, I'm going to learn a lot. First, we're going to (laughs) learn about who Rick Oli is, so we know how we learn everything else. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I was really fascinated that the main images are the most iconic 1977 you can get. It's the shadow of Vader. It's Leia bending over to R2. And in particular, so much of it is Luke holding that lightsaber straight up, which he has done in a poster and 
never in a film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is so the iconic image of Star Wars. Why do you think they went with those? These are the images that electrified people in 1977. I, I, what you said earlier is it's like the the running order, right? Which you, you go to the core, you go to the core of it, and those are iconic moments for a reason. Yeah, and I, I think uh, you, 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 that's how that's how I'd want it to be done. I want a, I want a Han moment with the the blaster and the handout. The hand you out? know, yeah. I, I want that. It, it all kind of connects. It, it's it's like how we had talked about it uh, back Force Awakens, and, and you were diving into like, hey, JJ's. The I'm home moment is clearly referencing the classic promotional shot. Like, yeah. And it connects and it connects and all. You want that kind of thread. How about you, Jennifer? How did you feel about yeah, the it, iconic images? It solidifies what Star Wars is to kids because they're going to see those images if they haven't already in all you know, posters and artwork on T-shirts, everywhere they go throughout life. And so it's kind of like, the, you know, what is it, that marketing thing where you're supposed to show people however many times before they really buy into it. Yeah. It's just reinforcing that uh, on, on a kid level. Basically, <laughs> this is what you've been experiencing and what you've been seeing with Luke Skywalker with that iconic pose of raising, mm-hmm. of raising his lightsaber. So in the Leia thing, that was immediately what got my daughter, where she's like, oh, she, she knew it. Yeah. She knew it from her little, I think it was a oh, right. golden yeah, book yeah, right. image or, or maybe it was, I don't even know where, but she immediately got it. And I was like, wow, it's bra- she's three and a half. It's branding. It's branding. Yeah. And it's, honest, yeah, if we're looking at it kind of cynically, yeah, it's, yeah. Just branding. it's just branding. Yeah, yeah, I mean, one can always look at Star Wars cynically, right? right. I mean, the, the great story of success of Star Wars is that George Lucas kept the merch rights, right? So we're, we're right. never going to get too far uh, <laughs> from that. But I, I mean, it, it, uh, it hit me in uh, the feels, uh, as the kids used to say, but don't right. any more, don't anymore because yeah, time right. moves um i'm used to seeing images like that when someone is trying to speak to older people's nostalgia mm-hmm, and it right. was affecting to me that this is not in any way for older people or our nostalgia it is for kids so it was so fascinating that this is the image that they picked yeah to most like move and electrify kids yes and that they had such faith in these images that this is the power of star wars it, you know, it is it is very true because I think it, it you're right. It plays on that double level. Whereas as an adult watching it, I was like, oh, wow, it's really it, it gets you in the feels. It's, it's powerful to see it. It gets me excited. But then it also is a great way for kids to be like, hey, I, that seems familiar. <laughs> they have a, that association with these classic characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. So we uh, started talking about this a little bit, but I want to talk about what other moments and characters we're excited to see going forward. We're going to see prequels for sure. Maybe some sequels. What, what are you excited for, Jennifer? I'm excited for more Leia. Uh, I'm excited for Leia and Luke in Jedi where they have, where, you know, he, he tells her about her power. I'm really excited about that. I'm excited uh, about what they do with Padme, Queen Amidala, uh, how they how they handle that. Padme died because her heart just stopped. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, my daughter loves Padme yeah. and Amidala, so that I'm interested to see that. Um, yeah, I really am interested to see how they handle the prequels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there's so many different moments and scenes. Like, I hope they do the opera house scene. I really oh do. That would be gosh. so great. Yeah. It'd be uh, so... Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, well, and stuff because obviously we, we, you know, we love the prequels. We defend them. We wear T-shirts of them. But one thing I, I will always say: sometimes when you boil them down, you just said you said earlier, it gets ah, oh, it's a little more convoluted. Or George was telling a different story, 
And so sometimes the the Star Wars in sixty minutes things that uh, our friend Mark Riley has been a part of, and 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 Patrick Gorman, those guys, they did the prequels because it was Star Wars in thirty. And the prequels one, the, it, there was a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's hard. When you boil it down. There right. isn't as many iconic lines or some and some of the comedy. So I'm curious to see if the prequel ones. I, I'm very excited to see because you yeah. could do the opera scene, you yeah, know, in in a certain high momentum. You know, what does this mean for Anakin? You know, that type yeah. of thing. So I'm, I'm tre- intrigued how they're going to do that. I think there's going to be an action-packed scene of Padme uh, taking the throne room back. Uh, I think there's going to be flips and kicks. <laughs> you know, get that bigger. I think there's that essential choice with the prequels of do you tell the story as it unfolded to the audience or do you tell the story from the perspective of historical truth? Uh, where So will you start with... Darth Sidious, a Sith Lord, was secretly Palpatine, and he worked with Count Dooku, and they tricked the Jedi into fighting the Clone Wars. Like, Mm. if you just tell it as a historian would, then you can smooth it out a lot. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that approach. Yeah. I like that approach. Oh, I want to see the Dooku Yoda fight. The Dooku Yoda fight is the one that's, yeah, in the the teaser. Yeah, 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 Uh and for sure. Oh, I miss, oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how we know that the my Star are Wars coming. wishes are coming true. <laughs> I missed that part yeah, of the trailer it's for sure coming. So uh, so that'll be great. Um, I I almost think because it has a such a simple fairy tale vibe that some of the more difficult things they could handle better. Mm. So it just, it, like in that fun fact we could talk about in just a second, yeah. they say like. Oh, we once stood up to uh, to this Jedi, and uh, he fell in some lava. <laughs> he tumbled <laughs> into some lava, and like, all right, that's a very like the dog went to the farm way of telling this story. And I wonder if they'll do that with Anakin and Ben. Like, yeah. they loved each other very much, but Anakin made some mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> he made some choices he shouldn't have. Yeah, that's good and because they're going to take the real audio. I murdered them. I murdered them. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, any you you said all the scenes you're excited for, right? Yeah, okay. is, I mean, and and, there, and and specific stuff like in, even rolling out New Hope a little bit more, you know, Chewbacca's moment or the trash yeah. compactor moment. If if they end up breaking it down to those smaller moments, yeah, fun. I don't know if they will or not. Yeah, the Vader reveal from Empire of I, I know I am your father oh, yeah. will be that'll Ooh. be cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, I want to talk a little bit about these fun facts video yeah. as we wrap up our main topic here. Uh, so there's one for Luke, there's one for Darth Vader, and there's one just about starships. These are clearly just, we want you to learn these things. They, the fun fact cards are, are, look like trading cards. Yep. They end with stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's clear what, what's going on with the fun facts. But I thought the most fascinating was the Darth Vader one was beautiful, mm-hmm. but they tell the whole story without saying the name Anakin Skywalker. They show right. you pictures of him, but they don't say Anakin Skywalker. How do you feel about that? Are they trying to keep it, uh, Jennifer, in a, in a parent's purview, how you lay out the star- story of Star Wars for your child? Yeah, that's, I think it's, I think it's smart because otherwise, I mean, you put on the Phantom Menace and you see the sweet little Jake Lloyd and they, oh, I mean, a lot of kids will know who he turns into, obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. but there is something kind of nice about just seeing his innocence and just having that just be as opposed to knowing into the monster that he's going to become mm-hmm. uh, always in the back of your mind. So I like that. I like that they're keeping that separate, I suppose, is that this man that does these bad things, he is Darth Vader. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and maybe it's a way to kind of simplify it for kids. Yeah. I mean, they don't get into why he fell, but they just say, like, he he fought for the good guys, and then he 
mm-hmm. fell to the dark side. Right. You know? Right. And right. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, it just seems it's like it's leaving, it's leaving it open to take it in either direction mm-hmm. for yeah. you to sit down with your kid and go like, well, why do you think he made this good person made these bad decisions? Right. Or they can just focus on the like, he, he was good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> he was good for a while. And that's good. For that, a while. That's good. Right. <laughs> yeah. I really loved that. I love the fun facts, maybe even more than the, the, the galaxy adventures. I don't know why yet. I'm working through why. I just was drawn to. That's why we all became friends with Alex and Star Wars complained. Like, oh, here's some facts of things I need to know. <laughs> They're complete narratives on yeah. like the shorts are moments, and these are actually like here yes. is a quick retelling of the fall of Anakin Skywalker right. in a minute and a half. And I like that, and I think it's a valuable tool. And then so when when you quickly realize, I think on the Luke one too, where you're like, oh, they're not saying who this is. I, I, I just kind of, if this is to foster a growth and love of star Wars, the fact that they're very conscious of how we're going to, how, how we're retelling this story and all these videos to the next generation of star Wars fans. I think that's important and exciting to me. It was yeah. Like, okay, cool. We got a plan here. Yeah. It's cool to me that, that the Darth Vader one matches what, uh, Obi-Wan tells Luke in a new hope. Like right. if you keep his name out of it, you can watch a new hope and keep the mystery up that that is. Luke's right. father. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, fascinating stuff. Uh, the last question in our main topic here is that each of those fun facts ends with a question, which I think is great because it gets kids' minds going. The Luke one uh, asks, what adventures await you? Totally gets that mm. sense of uh, fate and destiny and then you have a choice. Uh, the Vader one says, how would you stand up to Darth Vader? Uh, which is a tall order yeah. for anyone. In the Starships one ends with, what kind of starfighter would you fly? <laughs> Clearly the easiest question of those yeah. three. But I thought it would be fun for us to answer those questions, mm. reach into our childhood selves and say how we would answer those. I mean, I, have to, I mean, Starship one, I always go Y-Wing. That's that. Yeah. that. But, but, you know, there's some, I'm like, well, if, if I, but I, if I really was going to fly, would I, would I want to fly something else? You know? Yeah. Uh, but give me a two-seater Y-Wing, but I don't want a co-pilot. I just want a place to put my back. <laughs> The Vader one, though, I'll tell you what, though, uh, especially after reading this Vader series with Charles Soule, I think you can reason with him at times. Oh, yeah. I think you can put down the lightsaber and say, let's have some space tea and talk about some things. I think you'll sell him dead, but he's got some back and forth in some of these comics where they're like, well, what about this? And he's, oh, okay, especially this, this, this Mustafar stuff that's going on right now. He's not all... Ignite the lightsaber and chop you in half. It's really, yeah. Like if a smart person comes to him and says, Vader, I know that you can kill me. You have the power, but right. you want these things. I just want to stay alive. Yeah. How can I help you achieve your goals? And maybe you'll let me live. There's like a 2% chance yeah. versus the 0% <laughs> chance of fighting. So you would reason with Vader. Yeah. You <laughs> would probably fly a two-person Y-wing. And Ken, Napsok, what adventures await you? Oh, man, I'll tell you what adventures await me is uh, I am learning to cook even more and more. <laughs> and I'm going to open up a Dexter's Diner of my own. Uh, so uh, sizzling up sirloins. Sizzling up that's sirloins. That's the uh, adventures yes, that await you. Yes, that's me. That's Damn. Me. That's awesome. I spent a lot of time last night making a good string uh, green bean little medley. I was really happy Ooh. with it. Really happy with that it. That sounds delicious. Yeah, then I had some chicken that I think I'm sick over. But... The green beans were good. Those are both adventures, <laughs> good and bad. That's life. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, I'll go, and then we can close yeah. out with you, Jennifer. Uh, so for the adventures uh, that await me, uh, it's, yeah, n- not too exciting. I'm going to write in public more. Oh. I keep talking to other friends about it. I want to do it. I want to get out of the house more because I've been doing a lot of writing, and that yeah. means a lot of time at home. And 
Oh, just go to like a coffee shop and write. I, I'm going to go to a bar, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought you meant like write like on stage with an audience. I was like, wow, that's bold. <laughs> that's some Andy Kaufman like <laughs> stuff there. Let me no. sit down and write my b- bits yeah. in front of <laughs> I'm not even going to face the audience. They just look at my back <laughs> while I bend that, over a computer. That's nope. really that, theater. That's that's interesting. I, I, I know that feeling because I, I write a lot at home, but there's times where I'm like, I need to be accountable. Yeah. Mm. I want to be out in the world. Yeah. And I, it just deflexes a different muscle to be like both aware of the world that you're in and also your head disappeared into this uh, fictional right. world that you're creating and it's just a good excuse to get out of the house it's important like, I think that's one of the beautiful things about Star Wars is Luke is like well his destiny is to yeah. uh, fight his father and save the galaxy and like mine is like just try to be a little bit of yeah. a better person yeah I just I, I just don't yeah coffee shops because it's you're just like I don't think any great scripts been written in a coffee shop I can't get over that no. bar's a good one no, bar's no good. I'm going I'm go- I got a lot of martini spots <laughs> in Hollywood that I can walk to and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it great Those adventures await uh, that's great. How would you stand up to Darth Vader? Um, I think uh, making fun of him from far away. Yeah. I think he, he relies on this image of terror, and you can undercut that by by mocking him. You, yeah. you can make fun of his dumb cape. Yep. <laughs> make fun of the uh, baths he has to take in his castle. You know what his castle is for? Bathing. That's not scary. Uh, <laughs> and then the other way is uh, I would research his breathing apparatus. Because mm. it's, it's right there on his chest, and it's everybody right seems there. to know in the legend of Star Wars that yeah. he's got some breathing problems. I mean, just listen to him. Anyone's got close like buttons that f- flick and move. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Can we try to like you know he's gonna block any lightsaber attack that's trying to hit him? But what yeah. if we like I don't know, just throw a rock at his chest? Yeah. <laughs> hit them buttons. Uh, and I would fly a Delta Seven, the Jedi Starfighter. It's so right. cool. Yeah, so cool. Mm. Uh, so Jennifer, I want to. I want you to answer these questions, but you, you also said at the beginning of our conversations that you had strong opinions about different things, and I wanted to make sure that we got to oh, yeah, no, cover I'm, all of your, your yeah. insights. I'm going to dedicate a happy beefs to that. Okay. Uh, yeah, in, we'll, we'll dive in. in. Into the sort of the battle of it, what does it mean when it says for kids? Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool, we'll what look forward to, to that. Star Wars parent. Um, So what adventures await me? I don't know. Uh, I'm going (laughs) through a crisis. I need to, yeah. So we'll we'll see what those adventures are. I would like them to be more acting, Mm -hmm. writing, something, uh, or just taking photos for Instagram. I don't know. (laughs) What adventures await me? You you have a longing to do, uh, use your artistic skills more often. Yeah, yeah. I haven't haven't been able to because of this move, so I'm going to get back into it. Uh, what would, how would I stand up Darth Vader? I would not. I would run and hide. <laughs> there is no way. Seeing that corridor scene. Live to fight another day. Oh yeah. my gosh. You're, oh my gosh. Yeah, no. I would run and hide. Um, Starship, of course. I would, uh, Starfighter, I would say, well, yeah, Starship. That's kind of telling. That's a Freudian yeah. slip. The Falcon, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know why I'd prefer the Falcon as opposed to, like, I would say X-Wing is I, I used to drive a Miata and it is really small. My parents just call it the death trap. Yeah. Because if you get in an accident, oh, that could, yeah. you know, yeah. really. It's like an a, that is like an A-wing. Yeah. It's shaped like an A-wing. Right, right. <laughs> so I feel, I'd feel safer in the well, Falcon but see, that's if I crashed. Why, that's why it has, Y-wing's big and bulky. But I, there, I, the U-wing is creeping up on the Volkswagen van of the Star Wars It's world. so great. I mm. might want that. Oh, yeah. Ewing is definitely like that's the party bus of yeah. uh, Star Wars Galaxy. Let's yeah. all go somewhere fun together for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, that is our look at Galaxy of Adventures. I'm sure there'll be more coming soon, and we will uh, examine those as well. But uh, I think that they are great to introduce kids to Star Wars and to make adults think about the galaxy of adventures in our own lives. Yeah, don't get caught on that slide. Let the kids go down the slide first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's where I've come down. <laughs> and they're fun, man. It's just fun to have 
more and more Star Wars content. Yeah. What a dream. Uh, thank you for taking us through that, Joseph. Uh, you guys have any thoughts out there about Galaxy of Adventures? Uh, let us know. We'll tell you where to reach us a little bit later. Now it's time for our audience questions. We take these from you on Facebook, Twitter, and on Patreon, and all parts in between. Eric Ramshore. Did I say? I, I think I got that pretty good. Mm. I probably did. Ramsur? 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 Ramsur. You're getting, just pronounce them all full yeah. Scottish. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, Eric says, I, I watched a recent episode of Resistance with my kids, and I thought I was going to have to rush one of them to the ER for lack of <laughs> oxygen. The Kowakian monkey lizards hit them a lot harder than they hit this grumpy old man. Do you ever wish you could go back and watch these new shows as a 12-year-old? Yes, yeah. Joseph, you're there too. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's always a little pining for that, but I think for me, it's also just a good challenge to try to let let the 12 year old in yourself out. Yes, like, and I, I just got, I didn't laugh out loud or like, you know, howl with laughter like I would have as a child, as a 12 year old. Uh, but I enjoyed the hell out of those quacking monkey lizards. Mm-hmm. 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 Jennifer? Yeah, I try to channel that. And I find myself sometimes sitting there, oh, okay, I'll watch this with my arms crossed. And then just because it's Star Wars and, and fun and adventure, the 12-year-old in me comes out just kind of mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah. So, yeah, I like I like that, that we get these moments every now and then where the Porgs ignite mm-hmm. that kid spirit in me. The, the Porg is a good litmus test, and, and, and the fact that it's generally, you know, so well-received in general uh, is a good, it's a good sign to me that it, uh, Star Wars fans at heart still can go young because mm-hmm. it's just pure, funny, silly cuteness. Yeah. Right. It's the walkling in Return of the Jedi getting scared and everyone going, oh, <laughs> baby Ewoks. Aww. And I think it's a good test uh, for, for Eric and for all of us. It does not mean you can go. We love going deeper. I mean, you should because yeah. there's the layers. But resistance, there. I'll say a couple times each episode. I, I, I Kaz, he's a little screamy for me, or little moments here where it's a little this and that. Then I just then something happens and I go, cool. That <laughs> ship looks so great, and it's like that's how I think you should try to approach it. Yeah, go both, go all directions. Yeah, but totally a relatable experience. Mm-hmm. Totally to try to reframe to see it from that perspective. And I hope your kids are okay, Eric. I hope they're <laughs> Joshua Thorne writes, "Fun imagination time." Since we know Ahsoka at least lives past Return of the Jedi, I think we can safely assume or hashtag speculate responsibly that she has to meet Luke at least one time. I was wondering what you all think that meeting is like. Is it an adventure or more of a meditative experience dealing with her memories of Anakin? This is truly one of the most anticipated pieces of canon. And my final bonus question is, when do we get this moment? What medium do you think it will be in? Ahsoka and Luke. Yeah. All right. We've kind of talked about this before from another another angle. Yeah. What do you think, Joseph? I would love for them to to meet. Uh, and I think it so uh, depends on how Ahsoka's story is wrapped up. If Ahsoka and Sabine just go to uh, uh, the unknown regions mm-hmm. and that's, that's their adventure, um, I would love to see a story where uh, it's several years after Return of the Jedi, after whatever adventure uh, Ahsoka has, right. looking for Ezra, and she's a truly old uh, Togruta mm-hmm. woman. Uh, and Luke is going to her as, you know, he senses some presence in the Force, and he's going around everywhere examining yeah. people who know stuff about the Force, goes to her just because she's powerful in the Force, and then gets the wonderful discovery of she is one of the people left in the galaxy who knew his father better than anyone. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then have them have some sort of 
strange, fun adventure where they have to wrestle with philosophies of the Force all, all while he's getting this download. Yeah. And she's reacting to how much is he like his father? How different is he from her father? Yeah. Um, and given that kind of content, I think a book is the yeah. best place. Yeah. Oh. Nice, big, juicy book. Juicy book. Oh, man. See, my, I'm immediately vision, envisioning this if the Galaxy of Adventures. This is where I was Ooh, like, I wish uh. that they could just, uh, come on, just give this to me. Uh, we, even though we we don't know if it, this is true, canon, whatever, make it canon. Uh, I think that'd be really neat. And I love the idea that she could teach him, give him some sort of lesson. Yeah. And she she is like, oh, I don't want to say a mentor figure, but I love the idea that she sees his father in him. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Mm. Make it so. Yeah. Well, and she'd have so many ideas about the Jedi since she left the right. order right before it fell and for the right reason. So like how much is the information from Ahsoka where Luke has a better understanding of how the order failed? Mm. Yeah. I, it's so funny when I, when I hear this question, I immediately get kind of oddly defensive. I'm like, they should never meet during the original (laughs) trilogy, right? They should never, like it just shouldn't happen. I don't want them to meet in the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And look, she's off on some adventure. So we, you know, you know, well, but right. Wait, no, I always get the timeline. Mm. She comes back after Jedi. Her, her presence in the original trilogy is ambiguous right yes, now because right. we know she survived, but cause Sabine is Sabine waits out the events of the original trilogy on Lothal and then Ahsoka comes back. All right. I sometimes have to get that clear in my yeah, mind. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, what it is, is murky right now with the world between worlds. Right. Ezra saves her. So she's back in the temple, but like, was right. she in the temple the whole time? Did she come back at the same time? time? Or did she jump into I the future? She stayed in her time. Yeah, it gets a little trippy. We don't know for sure. We don't know it. for sure. But all that to say, I do not want her and Luke to have any action until well after the events of the Jedi. And then what you're talking about, Joseph, I almost think has to happen now. Yeah. Because Luke, you're right. The the stuff he says in Last Jedi, where does he fully get that from someone, you know, does Yoda Ghost Yoda tell him? I don't think so. I don't get a sense that they're always communicating. So this Luke on a journey, this Luke on adventure to teach himself about being a Jedi should also include who really was my father. Yeah. Outside of the cape and the mask. And who would know more than her of anyone who's left and, and alive? It would be Ahsoka. Sit down. My dinner with Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think there it would go. be fascinating. All right. From thank you, Joshua. Great good, good question. Uh, on Patreon, our supporters over there get a chance to ask us questions. We always take two each episode. Dylan Cicero writes, with the ending of Rebels, we have Ezra and Thrawn launched into the Unknown Regions together. I can only imagine the awkward interactions they're having out in wild space. What unlikely duo would you like to see paired up in a wacky buddy comedy? All right, so a couple, that's the specific question. What's our wacky buddy comedy? But Ezra and Thrawn. All right. Well, why do you think that's going to go? Yeah, I, I don't know. In 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 Filoni's special place, that's, yeah. that's sad. that came out weird. But it is. It feels the end yes. of Rebels was both satisfying and feels totally like he's like I'm going to reserve this table over here. I'm going to do <laughs> this story. This story. This and it's story, gotten to. The, I, I don't think there's any confirmation that they went to the unknown regions. We just all feel that in our bones as fans, right? Because yeah, they yeah. just went on a Pergle ride, Pergle Town, Pergle Town, yeah. Purgatory, yeah, Pergle. T- <laughs> yes, sir. Tip of the cap for that. Oh, some fans Some fans argued that we should be saying that instead of Purgletown. So a, a okay. tip of our hat to the fans to, who to demanded Purgletory. Purgletory. <laughs> yeah, because that's my, my first thought is I don't I think the, I think they will end up working together. I think, you yeah. know, I don't think we'll be adversarial. So, uh, Jen, uh, your thoughts on that? And, and then your buddy comedy team. I, yeah, that is a Dave 
baloney fake. Yeah, I actually thought that it was th- this was true. So I guess just we've we've made it that way, right? Fans it, have made it that way. It seems obvious. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have some I have some ideas on wacky buddy comedies. <laughs> yeah. I, they're not an unlikely duo, but I would love to see something with Val and L three. I think that'd be so mm-hmm. fun. A fun mm-hmm. adventure with them. An unlikely duo that I would like to see another buddy comedy would be Wicket and Bistan. <gasps> there would be some mayhem yeah. meat eating. I don't know. It would just Fur be a, maintenance. Yeah, yeah, be a wild ride. That sounds so awesome. <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, Joseph, do you have a wacky buddy comedy yeah. in the kitchen here? Uh, well, I feel like if you just want to watch one, I love the Mace Windu Jar Jar right. episodes at the end of Clone Wars. And I think totally. that's a total wacky buddy comedy. Um, I would love to see uh, Hux and Poe stranded on a planet together. Ooh. That's great. Because they already had a little bit moment of that, but they are such just diametrically opposed in their their worldviews that would be great uh and then utterly random uh woo hair and 3po oh uh, that's good yeah that's, that's good funny. the bartender and the droid stuck together i like that uh, i yeah i i was kind of going I'm trying to think i, I love uh, that's one of the strength of, of dr afro she's such an individual she ends up kind of teaming up along the way with a lot of different people yeah. so I, I i definitely have afro and i'm trying to think who's the like most serious Da- like it's almost like Crick's Mateen, maybe I don't know. Oh like you know, who's who's after just kind of like infusing some life into Janice Grigadis, <laughs> yeah, Imperial exactly. Dignitary, yeah. something like that. I would go that direction there. But yeah, the 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 Mace Charger ones are an interesting. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's interesting. Find one here from Brian Rorenbacher. With the holidays around the corner. What Star Wars items are on your wish list this year? It's a Star Wars holiday wish list. Jennifer, uh, do you have even time to ask for gifts here? You know, <laughs> there was one on my list that I was so excited about the Chewbacca. You know, remember the talking Chewbacca, Ooh, the yeah. little plush, not plush. It was that thing. I showed it to my daughter, uh, a clip of it, and she was like, "Meh." <laughs> I, I was so upset. Meanwhile, there's like this little dragon that she can put on her finger. It's the same idea. Like, and she loves that. So I'm like, what the heck? Why don't you love the Chewy? This is way cooler than that finger dragon. I don't get it. No but I'm going to get it still. You're going to get it. I'm going to get it. You're for at least me. It. Yeah. You know, me and Chewy, the dog. Uh, my dog. Uh, oh, that's weird. Chewy. <laughs> Chewy. Chewy's going to like Chewy. Chewy's Chewy, like Chewy. Chewy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I don't have anything specific Star Wars related. I'm trying to think. I want to I wanna finally get a good record player so I can play my <gasps> find. I got to find it. It's in one box somewhere. Might not even be in my place. That Star Wars Christmas Oh, Christmas uh, with the stars! Christmas, oh uh, with the gosh. with three P on R two, and I someone was able to tell me, John, uh, like Bon Jovi or something. That that's one of his earlier gigs. Yeah, no. I have a compact disc that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that we can we can have a, a party, oh, and listen to Christmas, nice. a listening to oh. Christmas with the stars. So fun. Yeah, so. Um, I I think the Star Wars thing I'm looking forward to the most is not coming for merch is not coming out until mm. the next year, but I really want that uh, vintage uh, series crate Luke. Ooh. Oh yeah, three and three quarter. Uh, great, right, Luke. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's the one that I'm salivating over. Yeah, um, I still want to find from this uh, the initial solo line. The uh, they have him labeled as the mud trooper, but he's a dirty stormtrooper with a cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was that cool. great. Yeah, uh, and I just love that. That's actually what he is. He's yeah, not a mud trooper. He's just a stormtrooper who got just a cape and's real dirty. So real dirty. Every time my wife is at Target, she's like, "Do you want me to check if they have a dirty trooper?" And like, I really do. Absolutely. <laughs> Please, yeah, Jeff. Excellent. So everyone, that's my Christmas list. Everyone, be on the lookout. 
God, help Joseph there. Uh, that is it. That's uh, Brian, Dylan, Joshua, Eric with our audience questions. We appreciate it. If you have a question or have a thought on Galaxy of Adventures, go to Twitter and find us at Force Center Pod. Use the hashtag Force Center. We have a Facebook page, Force Center Podcast, Instagram, and YouTube as well. You can watch uh, rebroadcasts of Databank Brawl, the Immemorians, and, and some fun things on the way. T Public, man, holiday season. You want a gift? The, the gift that keeps on giving? It's tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center for some sweet Force Center merch. Tweet us your picture. We'll reshare them. Podcasts available a lot of places, including Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and TuneIn. And on Patreon, Joseph, as always, where we're working to make some wonderful things happen. Yeah, that's right. We're uh, working towards that goal for commentary for all the movies. So if you are interested in helping us grow bigger and better, go to patreon.com slash Force Center. Absolutely. You can follow our own adventures like me at Ken Napsack or knapsackfiles.podomatic.net. And Jen? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, where I'm posting more photos, uh, <laughs> YouTube, uh, at Jennifer Orlando. Absolutely. And Joseph? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com. Go to the live shows page. Got a bunch of shows coming up. If you're local, I'm doing that Story Collider storytelling show. Got a bunch of great stories in it. Uh, and then I'm also doing a New Year's Eve show on New Year's Eve here in Los Angeles. And in January, I'll be at uh, San Francisco Sketch Fest. So check that all out. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening to us. And get on that slide, ride on down, and get up and do it again. But let the kids go first. We'll see you next time here on Force Center. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.